The Fantasy Hockey Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. And welcome in to the Fantasy Football, oh, Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Sorry, mm-hmm. it's been a long day for me, folks. The Fantasy Hockey Podcast presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me is my brother, Nick Olzak. How we doing? sir doing good looking to get the new year kicked off right uh finished up last week with a win over your pitter patter panini improving to uh nine and three on the year so i got another tight matchup this week and uh hoping to walk away with it on the new year with a pretty good start but uh outside that everything's been good a lot of action tonight a lot of uh stuff going on the nhl so ready to dive right into it Yep, yep. Excited to get talking some fantasy. We've been off for a couple of weeks here, once for the holidays, once on a reschedule. We had some bad internet, some bad weather. Nick was sick last week as well. So we've been struggling to get back on the air here, but we are excited. Again, sorry for the uh, fantasy football flub there, but man, you know, that that injury last night still got football on my mind. Uh, That DeMar Hamlin injury had me up all night. Uh, Man, sports, uh, it's it's crazy Mm -hmm. that we take it for granted. Yeah, it's crazy. You never really expect stuff to happen like that until it really does. And yeah, it just hits close to home, especially if you're that deeply. And I'm personally not as invested in the football community as you. But yeah, even then in the sports community alone, something like that is terrible to see. Oh, yeah, since, yeah. Yeah, especially since he is in critical condition right now. And yeah, you just hate that have that happen in uh, such a tightly knit league like the NFL. Do you know who the player was on Dallas that had his, like his heart stopped on the bench? It's kind of a similar situation. Rich Peverly. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. He played for the mm-hmm. Dallas Stars, right, at that time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had like a heart – I think he had like a murmur or a heart attack on the bench. Yeah. And then he he was fine. Like he was okay. And like, you know, they brought him back and whatever. And it's funny. I remember as soon as they brought him back, uh, he wanted to get back into the game. And they're like, right. that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that that's that's mm-hmm. a hockey player for you too. Not, not putting mm-hmm. down football by any means. I mean, what we mm-hmm. saw last night was an absolute – you know, freak accident. And, you know, we wish, mm-hmm. we certainly wish him well. Um, and you love to see, you know, the city of Buffalo standing up for him. Uh, mm-hmm. Sabres fans doing this kind of the same thing. So uh, definitely some, you know, some prayers up and good thoughts for, uh, for DeMar right now. We definitely wanted to take a moment to shout him out, but let's dive into the fantasy hockey conversation. We have got a lot to go over today. First up, we're bringing it back. Stinking hot goalies. We're diving into some red-hot goalies right now in the NHL. Uh, Nick, who is the first goaltender that we have up here? Yeah, starting off the list, we got Charlie Lindgren of the Washington Capitals. He's been on a good run here so far. Um, he's won, I think, his last five straight games. Been looking really, really hot for the Capitals. But the thing that's really interesting about that is now Darcy Kemper's back. You got to wonder how they're going to start to rotate these starts here. But as long as Lindgren's out the net, I think he's someone you could get on for sure especially since uh, his roster spot's going down. He's only 45% rostered. And he was a lot higher while Kemper was out, and he's minus 2% in the last day. And I think, again, that has to do with Kemper coming back. So definitely someone I would uh, want to get on for sure to get some starts out of. If you own Charlie Lindgren, would you be willing to sell him at this time? 
He has right now seven wins out of his last eight starts, 13.7 fantasy points per game in his last eight starts, and he has 25-plus saves in six out of his last eight. Can you go fishing and get yourself a nice little uh, upgrade selling Charlie Lindgren right now? I think it's possible because he is on this run right now, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to be uh, a weird situation again with Darcy Kemper being back. I'd mm-hmm. like to see a little bit more of how they run this rotation in Washington and how they, the two guys split the net. But, yeah, if he's getting a, a healthy amount of starts, I would have no problem getting an upgrade on Charlie Lindgren. Well, this team in general, the Capitals, they've won nine out of, the, out of their last 11. Like, as a group, they've been looking really strong. I know we've got Connor Sheary on the waiver wire list, and um, there have been a couple other players that have kind of you know surged a little bit recently for them. For them. They're coming off a 9-2 victory on uh, New Year's Eve against the Canadians. In that game, Lindgren uh, started. He allowed two goals, had 31 saves, uh, was the highest total he had since about mid-December. So he is someone that I've picked up recently and that I'm going to continue to ride. I, I I think I mentioned it. I don't know if I mentioned it a couple weeks ago when we were last on, but I believe he was on our waiver wire list and he was someone that we had pointed out to the fans. So I'm really happy with the run that we've seen. Like I said, 13.7 fantasy points per game average in his last eight starts. In his last two starts, he has 17 plus fantasy points. So I love the opportunity that I'm getting from him. And if you're a real fan of the show, last year we were talking up Charlie Lindgren when he was just kind of an afterthought for the mm-hmm. St. Lose. Could you imagine if they were able to get rid of Bennington and they still had this guy? He's been playing very, very well. Yeah, it would be crazy if they were in that position because, as you know, with Jordan Bennington, you're never in a good spot. That guy is just Sucks. terrible. Yeah, and so if you had still had a guy like Charlie Lindgren, yeah, they would be in a really good spot right now. But St. Louis sitting in the middle of the pack right now, just not in the best position, at least that they would want to be. They've just been so up and down this year. Like They've started out really cold and it looked like they were picking it up. Then they were falling off. Now it looks like they're starting to get it together a little bit. But yeah, still really unpredictable. And they could have saved a lot of that trouble if they had Charlie Lindgren in their net. Absolutely. Jordan Bennington is probably listen, I'm not an athletic guy right now. Okay. Like I'm I'm an, I'm turning into an old man. All right. Don't mm-hmm. let the Peter Parker physique fool you. All right. There's a sad, broken old man under here. But <laughs> I would I would throw down against Jordan Bennington. I'm I I have no doubt in my mind that I can go toe to toe with that dude. He's an angry fella. He's he is an angry fellow. Mm-hmm. I I I can I can beat him. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. You want to be bitter, Jordan? I I can I can beat you there. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm not saying I can beat anybody in the NHL in a hockey fight, but Jordan mm-hmm. Bennington, I think I stand a fair chance. Just how cringy and just weird he is. You know, I would I would just mm-hmm. feel super confident going toe to toe with him. I'm just saying. I just can't imagine sitting next to him in the room after he goes through all this stuff, like during the playoffs when he threw that water bottle at Kadri, when he stormed would, off, when he got yanked. I just can't imagine sitting next to that guy in the room and like not, you know, mentioning it to him at all. I would chirp the shit out of him. <laughs> I, I men's league, I don't care where it is. If it's on a pond, I would I would just chirp, 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 chirp. I would be on on him like Sean Avery on Marty Broder. I would be <laughs> just nonstop with that guy. Because you get in his head and you own him, like rent mm-hmm. in his in his in his mind is just like it's it's like living in Texas. It's, it's just like mm-hmm. just cheap as shit, or maybe somewhere cheaper, maybe Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not I'm not familiar with Midwest uh, rental rates, but Pro- let's move on Florida. here. Yeah, probably Florida. It's pretty cheap to go live down there, retire. You know, as you get older. 
I mean, if, if you're if you're pulling up to the re- retirement community, then sure. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next up here, red hot, stinking hot Jake Ottinger. He's got 17 wins on the season and he's won seven of his last nine. He went on a little bit of a cold or dry spell there for a while after an injury. Uh, I would say that he is fully back around. Now, he's going to cost you a pretty penny if you want to go out there and buy yourself a stud goalie. But what do you think about shopping a potential Jake Ottinger? Is is this production that you are just like, nope, this is mine. I am holding this forever. None of you can have this. Or you're just like, you know what? You know, maybe, maybe your ears will perk up if you hear like a name like a Leon Dreisaitl or, you know, maybe a stud that uh, someone's trying to, you know, get off of for a, a high-end goalie. What say you yeah. potentially trading Ottinger? Yeah, I'm actually in a position where I'm looking for a goalie right now because I've just been rotating guys in and out. I had Freddie Anderson on the IR, and he just he's not coming back, and he doesn't seem like he has a spot in that Carolina team. So then I picked up Kachetkov, and then Kachetkov sat like five straight games. As soon as I drop him, he's starting tonight against the Rangers, of course. So I'm <laughs> in that situation. I'm a, I'm a Darcy Kemper owner, and I need that second goalie, and Jake Ottinger is someone I looked at, and I think the asking price I – was going to put on that was probably Eric Carlson. I think a good, solid defenseman like that, really high paying and for a goalie like Ottinger, who, yeah, he's putting up, you know, Vesna type numbers right now, 236 and 921. I think that's around close to what I would be willing to give up. I couldn't really give up much more for a goalie like that. But yeah, Ottinger's been outstanding this year. And yeah, it's definitely going to cost a pretty penny. I offered Markstrom and Johnny Goudreau. It was not enough. That's definitely not enough. Well, I wanted to win. I wanted to win the <laughs> trade. <laughs> it can't be so obvious to where it's going to be like, hey, you know, you're like. So what do you me. what do you think I got to give? What do you think I got to give up? I don't. I honestly don't think the owner is going to let him go. Would you? Okay. So what about Nico Heischer, Johnny Goudreau, Markstrom? Is that enough? Nico Heischer, Johnny Goudreau, Markstrom. Um, I think you got to put a stud in there. I think one of your big studs on that team. He sure I'm scored talk- three goals in, in three straight games. What do I got to do? Well, I mean, like a goaltender kind of situation is going to be someone that's going to be playing all- every game that's going to go down the stretch. I think, again, like I said, Ottinger is probably one of the better goalies in the league. He's up there with Olmark right now. And so I think you would have to probably give up more like a rope hints. Or one of the big no. Hey, hey, yeah. get out of here. Get out of here. Giving up Rupe. Not mm-hmm. happening, pal. Not happening. I'm Not just saying it's, good, right it's next pretty to penny. Pretty penny. What about what if I get what if I get Kaner in there? Kaner? Oh my god, that guy's a Come mess. Come on. Come on. We know we know the guy that owns uh Ottinger. He wears number 88. Come on. I mean, come on. I mean, you're also looking at Buddy Kano over here as a minus 24 on the campaign. Listen, I'm putting a deal in right now. I'm offering him up. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> I'm going to make the, I'm going to get this trade completed by the end of this show. If you uh, get this completed by the end of the show, I will. I, I'll applaud you for that. Oh, you'll, you'll applaud me. I was waiting for like like a nice like uh, like a fat 20 or something, but. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. Not, All right, fair you. enough. <laughs> All right, uh, next up we've got Stuart Skinner of the Edmonton Oilers, and you always got to be concerned when we're you're talking about an Oiler goalie being hot, but Skinner has looked solid. He's got three wins in his last four games. He has 50 total fantasy points in his last two games, and he has 25-plus saves in five of his last seven. This, now we're getting into more of like – 
you know, realistic buy and sell territory here. Cause Ottinger, like, let's, let's be honest, it's going to take, you know, a tall order to get him on your roster. Like you said, but what about a Stuart Skinner? Like, I don't think he would cost you very much at all. I think this is just more of a, you know, what could per, be perceived as a, just a hot streak. Yeah, it's really hard to tell with the Edmonton Oilers. I feel like they've been really streaky this year, and some have even said they're going to miss the playoffs, which, I mean, they're sitting outside the playoffs, and with the questions in their net, it is possible. Jack Campbell has clearly shown that he is not the guy. Not the dude. He is not that guy, and so Stuart Skinner is that guy, and he's taking over the net. But Stuart Skinner is a guy who does go on these hot and cold streaks. And so, yeah, I do think that he is someone that, you know, someone that's easier to buy necessarily. I think, yeah, for your team specifically, I think, yeah, you could probably ship Johnny Goudreau for uh, Stuart Skinner, Goudreau. He's also been another guy that's been on and off. And so I think, yeah, you could get that deal done for sure. But, yeah, definitely someone that's worth looking at. He gets a lot of starts, sees a lot of shots. So I would definitely fire up some Stuart Skinner. And I like his schedule coming up. He's got Seattle. He's got the Islanders. Colorado, who's been in a slump of the next three uh, starts, all at home. And so I expect him to start two of those, probably the harder starts, probably the Islanders and the Avalanche. And so, yeah, I'll be looking forward to see what happens there. I do like the schedule upcoming, but long term, I, I just don't want to trust any of these guys because they're they're just going to ride their hot hand. And mm-hmm. we've still seen some pretty bad games from them. So when you look back at the four starts prior to these last two, uh, you go back to December 15th, St. Louis allowed three goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost that game. Anaheim, December 17th. That, that should be a win. He allowed four goals and they lost four to three. Uh, the game, the next game after that, he did have 10 fantasy points and he got a win, but he still allowed three goals. And that was against Dallas. That shouldn't mm-hmm. have been a game that they won weird. Uh, and then after that, again, another loss. So through that stretch, he went uh, one and three, and that was to Vancouver, where he, he again let in four. So this is just one of those teams where, yeah, you're going to get that hot guy that rolls along every now and again, goes on these streaks. But I honestly think the window has closed, and I think we've just kind of passed this moment for him. Because again, like he had 50 fantasy points in his last two games. Those games are great up against Calgary on the road, up against Seattle uh, again on the road. That, that was nice to see, and that's why I said I like his schedule. He's got Seattle again. Mm-hmm. He's going to have Anaheim again coming up here on the 11th. Um, I don't like the L.A. matchup. L.A. is scoring a lot. The Colorado matchup on the 7th, that's actually you know a pretty good matchup. Colorado's been bad. They're just continue to lose me money, losing games to teams mm-hmm. like Arizona. Like, what are you doing, Colorado? Uh, and then, yeah, so Seattle uh, again. Uh, what is it? Oh, that's tonight. That's, that's tonight's game, yeah. so uh, and, I, and I do like the Oilers in that game as well, but – you know, shit, Seattle, they've been scoring a ton too. So they, they might keep that one pretty close and maybe even beat Edmonton. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can follow him a bit, but I don't think he's a must add by any means. He's still 70% rostered. And I don't think he's like a must like target via trade. Like Nick said, he's going to mm-hmm. cost less, but that, that it's for a good reason. I just, I just don't love this situation. Um, the way that they're, they're playing, they're, be, they're no better than the team they were in, in the conference finals last year. And the reason why they didn't make it to the cup, defense. They still don't have it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, let's next. Let's move on. This next guy, I still have no clue how he is available. 30%, 36% rostered, excuse me. Phoenix Copley of the LA Kings. He's won six straight games. How do you not pick up on this on game three, on game four, on game five? He's averaging... 
13.3 fantasy points per game in his last six, where he's won those, those six straight. The team I, I feel like is playing a, a better in front of him, the Kings. He's two and four to over 25 saves in his last six, meaning there's just been a lot less shots on net. The team in general is also scoring quite a bit recently. What's your take on Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Copley here? Yeah, I definitely like him for sure. Like you said, he's one six straight, only 36% roster. Definitely going to be available on your waiver wire, most likely to be able to get in. But um, I think he could even be a long-term hold too. I think if he is taking these starts from Jonathan Quick and he's winning these games, then for sure I would definitely go with Phoenix. And fun fact about him too, he's actually from uh, the North Pole, Alaska. I oh, never shit. knew there was a, there was a never uh, a North Pole in Alaska, but there is, and that's where uh, he came from. And yeah, now he's in the sunny, sunshine state of California playing for the Kings. And yeah, he's doing a pretty solid job out there. And yeah, definitely someone I would grab for sure and hold on to long-term if this uh, consistency stays. Who does he represent in the Olympics? Antarctica doesn't have a team. Uh, I don't th- I don't even know if he goes to the Olympics. I, I don't. North Pole? You've got me weirdly intrigued about this. Like, I can't I was, from the North Pole. The North Pole's in the middle of the damn ocean, Nick. What are you talking about? Well, there's a North Pole in Alaska. Oh, he's in a, okay. So he's from Alaska. So he, that's when you had said that immediately, I was thinking like the legit North Pole. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like in Antarctica. Like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, he's, he's got to be close with uh, the Gomez family then. Scott <laughs> Gomez is from Alaska. Mm-hmm. No, I, someone said that to me, and I'm like the North Pole, and I had to look it up too. And yeah, there's a small town called the North Pole in Alaska with 2,200 people. And well, that's where Phoenix Copley's from. When you do that, look up North Pole, Alaska. Just don't look up North Pole. You look like an <laughs> idiot. I was like, wait a minute, what? I was thinking like the North Pole was like in the middle of the Antarctic. I'm like, what the hell? He's like hanging out with Buddy the Elf or something. Yeah, no, like with that. like aliens and shit. Like <laughs> 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 the whole to the center of the universe. I was like, "What the hell?" Like, that's where I figured he was. Where he's from? I don't know what where you were going with that. Yeah, that's that is a fun fact. He's up there hanging out with Scott Gomez and the Inuit and shit. I love it. Get get me some mm-hmm. Phoenix Copley. There is absolutely no reason not to pick this guy up. This is an absolute thousand percent situation where you get him rostered until there is a glaring reason to not have him rostered. In this stretch where he won six straight games, he only allowed more than two goals once. That was on the 22nd, where they still won four to three. And this last game, he started on the 29th, where, again, they still won because they played Colorado, and Colorado sucks right now. They won five mm-hmm. to four in that game. Um, so, yeah, absolutely get some Phoenix Copley on your roster. Uh, there's zero reasons not to other than, yeah, Jonathan Quick might take some some starts, but Copley is just too good to not keep throwing back on, out onto the ice. Uh, the schedule upcoming is a little grimacing, so eh, maybe we see uh, Jonathan Quick take some L's and uh, Copley uh, get back into the mix after, uh, you know, they got uh, Dallas, Boston, Vegas. That's three really tough games. Like, Dallas is going to be hard to play. Boston has been on fire this season. Vegas doesn't go on anybody easy. And then they've got Edmonton and San Jose. Definitely wait till after those two games to, to gauge this situation again. Who's this next guy up, Nick? I, I I know I don't want to mispronounce his name. Uka Pekalukinen of the Buffalo Sabres. Um, Is he from Hawaii? Because that's a very Hawaiian Swedish name, it sounds like. I think he's from Sweden. Well, definitely sounds Swedish. Yeah, but uh, yeah, he's been on a good run here with the Buffalo Sabres. 
Sabres overall have just kind of come out of left field this year. They're really proving a lot of people wrong, actually making kind of a run this year. Mm -hmm. And Uka Pekalukinen is backing a lot of that, him and Craig Anderson. And so he he's seeing a lot of uh, shots in his starts, and he's winning a lot of games when he is getting these shots. I think, yeah, beat Boston with 37 saves. You never take Boston lightly. Detroit, mm -hmm. 28. Vegas, 41. So he's beating these really good hockey teams, playing at his uh, really high level here. Definitely someone I would get at for sure. Um, and just and whoever's starting for Buffalo, whether it's Anderson or it's Lukanen, because I know they split the net, I would definitely get on them for sure because they win a lot of hockey games and they mm -hmm. see a lot of shots. So, yeah, a lot of upside here in Buffalo and a lot of upside for Lukanen and Anderson both. Nick, who did I text you my dog of the day was today? Your dog of the day? Yeah, my dog of the day. Oh, Buffalo. Right now, Lukanen is in net. Buffalo is up over the Capitals, 3-1. to one. Of course, Lukanen's let in one. Your boy Kemper, mm -hmm. not looking good. Yeah, not I'm not good. liking that. I'm not I'm not a so, major fan of that. Lukanen has, I don't know if I'm even saying that right. I really don't care. Four mm -hmm. straight wins. It looks like he's about to get number five. He's only 19% rostered. Like, I, I look, mm -hmm. I get it. I'm not, a, I'm not Buffalo crazy, right? Like, mm -hmm. I'm... Honestly, probably one of the few people waiting for Tage Thompson to fall. While I say that, I pull up his box score. He's got two goals and one assist tonight. <laughs> I hope he keeps it going, but it's mm -hmm. just tough for me to believe that it's going to happen in Buffalo. Like mm -hmm. we've seen moments like this before. I was big on Alex Tuck last year, but he's not playing up to the level that he was playing last year. You have guys like Skinner. Tage could continue on this run here, but that's really what it's going to come down to for me is how long mm -hmm. they stay like literally the best scoring team in the NHL. I believe they rank number one in goals per game right now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and you just look at these games, right? Like, yeah, they lost their last game to Ottawa three to one, four to three against Boston, six to three against Detroit, three to two against Vegas, five to two against Arizona, Colorado, four to two, LA six, nothing. That's just one loss in what their last seven or eight. And mm -hmm. in these games, they only they've only had one game where they've scored less than three goals. It's absolutely crazy. They're mm -hmm. they're on fire right now, and that's mm -hmm. where you may see like, oh well, Lukanen lets up a good amount of goals. Look at the shots. Look at the shots. 37, 28, mm -hmm. 41, 39 in his last four. Like, this is a great situation to get in on. I think you and I can both agree. Like, you know, you need to fade the goals against the average. You mm -hmm. need to fade the save percentage here. Those numbers are glaring. 89% and 3.44, but the recency bias says other otherwise. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right, next up, we've got the someone that's definitely troubling, Nick. <laughs> Anti-Ranta. I don't know why you didn't just go pick him up. He, he's on this crazy stretch now uh, that, uh, what's his name's out in it? How do you pronounce his name? Kachayev? Kachetkov. Kachetkov, good way off. <laughs> Ranta, he's got, uh, what is it? Six straight wins. I was about to say I was about to say four, but he's he's got six straight wins and six straight starts. He had a reprieve on the 18th and 20th of December. It's been his show since. Uh, and he has was it since then he still hasn't he hasn't lost, but he is allowing a good amount of goals and an otherwise two glaring shutouts against Chicago and Florida. What are you doing with Ronta? Are you trying to get him in, in place of the other guy right now? Yeah, Kachetkov really put me in kind of a pickle for about a week and a half because I was holding him, thinking that, okay, they're going to give the net back to Kachetkov because he's been the guy all year. He's sitting, I think, with an 11-1-4 record. And it's like, all right, why aren't you starting this guy? He's only lost one game in regulation all year. 
But Ranta had the hot hand. They gave him the starts. And then I finally, I think today or yesterday, I had to get rid of Kachetkov because he's just wasting my time. And of course, when I do that, he is getting the start tonight up against the New York Rangers. But a lot to look at for uh, Antti Ranta for sure. He is letting in a lot of goals in some of these games, but he is locking down the wins. And yeah, this Carolina team, they are on a heater right now. Um, I can't even see the last time they lost, but they've been really good. Like the schedule coming up, I like Nashville at home, Columbus, got New Jersey again. They uh, mm. took them in the last meeting, and then you got Columbus on the road. So a lot of good starts for Ronda. He'll probably split the starts, hopefully, I think. Because I think Kachetkov, even with that, not, him not being on my fancy team, him being the younger guy, I still think it's good for him to get starts and split the starts. So I think they could be splitting the starts coming up, and I think uh, – no matter which one of these games that Ranta plays, I think uh, he'll be able to lock down some wins for sure. Well, he's got to be careful, man, because he's had mm-hmm. some bad games here too. Like, yeah, they they won against New Jersey. Mm-hmm. They beat him five to four. He let in four goals. Right. Uh, they won up against Philly, but he let in five. He let in five on 31 shots. It's not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he followed that game up with two shutouts, F- Florida being one of them, which I, I would I would say is the more monumental win. Shutting out mm-hmm. Chicago, like, what do you want, a happy meal? Like, come on. <laughs> <clears throat> but to be fair, the, the team played very, very well in front of him against Florida. He only faced 19 shots, less than mm-hmm. 20. You know, like, that's against Florida, that that's that seems a bit odd. Uh, definitely feels like the, the guys in front of him stepped up. He's, a, he's definitely someone you want to add if he's available on mm-hmm. waivers. And, again, in trades, if you're really hurting for, for goalies and you're splitting starts already – you know, there's a lot of fantasy teams out there. They don't have that number one guy. They're just splitting and playing the game with the waiver wire. Ranta should be at the top of your list. He's checking mm-hmm. a lot of boxes right now, uh, playing behind a very, very good team. They are winning right now. Uh, Kachetkov in net. He's they're up two to one over the Rangers. Uh, they're in just under five minutes left in the second. So right now they're looking good and they're playing on the road tonight. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely a strong situation getting in on the Carolina goaltenders. Um, just being of like like Nick said, how well they're playing. We don't know the last time they lost. We They've at least gone 10 in a row. I don't know more than that. Mm-hmm. On a different note, too, just looking at some of these scores, Toronto and St. Louis. Uh, St. Louis is up 5-4 to four, uh, coming they, into the end of the second. They were up 2 to nothing, by the way. Bennington sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and uh, I just got a text from a buddy. He said it's just like a contest to see who can make the least amount of saves between those two goalies. Because, man, this game just blew up out of nowhere. I was keep checking the scores because I've got the Toronto first line on my fantasy team of Matthews, Nylander, and Bunting. And mm-hmm. those guys have just been done work for me all year. And uh, yeah, they both, all three have a goal and an assist tonight. Yeah, they that line just as a whole has just been so just perfect. And Michael Bunting, he's been like the cherry on top for that. And, yeah, they've just been uh, – they've kind of come out of nowhere. I think, yeah, they were down 5-2 to two at one point. Jordan Bennington had a couple Jordan Bennington's go by him. And so, uh, yeah, they got definitely, if you went on the over on that game, definitely getting that payout for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm feeling good about my picks right now. Other than Florida, they're tied up with Arizona, Arizona, go away. Stop Mm. it. I picked up Spencer Knight too, because I just needed another goalie. And I was really hoping that I could get the confirmation on daily faceoff that Brian Elliott was going to start, but it just didn't come in time, and I didn't want to take the risk and not have a goalie start for tonight. So I went with Knight, and hopefully he does not shit the bed tonight because that would be very disappointing, especially in the week I am playing. And, of course, 
Brian Elliott got confirmed while we were recording. So that's Yar. just great. Yar. I would have loved a free Brian Elliott win over Chicago. Yar, she blows. Sorry, bud. <laughs> All right, next up on the list, we've got uh, my guy, Jacob Markstrom. I think it's time to sell. <laughs> I think it's time to sell uh, because we actually have a moment of like decent production. He's won four out of his last five. He has uh, 10.72 fantasy points per game across his last five games, but the team's playing really good in front of him. In his last five games, he has had zero games of 25-plus saves. So it's not huge booming production because you know the team's playing good. Uh, he is getting the start tonight. So far, he has not allowed any goals, and we're about halfway through the first. They're taking on Winnipeg on the road, so knock on wood for that. Let's let's keep the uh, the shutout alive here. Um, but overall, I'm ready to I'm ready to jump ship, Nick. And this decent little bit of production, I think, is just my ticket. What say you? Yeah, I don't blame you. Jacob Markstrom has been so lackluster this year, and he That's just hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't been able to put together any consistency really up until this recent stretch here. So, yeah, now that he's starting to get this uh, stretch going, I think he's definitely worth selling for sure, especially in your goaltending situation because you have Lindgren and Jari already. So if you Mm. sold him off and got another piece, I don't think that would be the end of the world for you. And I also know there are some other teams that are looking for goalies, including myself. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to, uh, you know, Jacob Markstrom. And so, yeah, definitely, I'd have to, you know, take a deeper dive and, you know, look at what I can afford to lose. But definitely, there's there's some interest in Jacob Markstrom for sure. What uh, a hard sell already, bud. Like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll definitely figure out somebody I can give you. You know, it's just like I don't want anymore. Like, yeah, that's that's good. Well, I mean, like, um, for the most part, besides this stretch, Markstrom's just been spare parts. The team's and, starting uh, to play a little bit better, like I said. But, yeah, I mean, I don't think that they're going to give him all the, the bulk of the starts going forward mm-hmm. because of the way that he's played, and mm-hmm. that's why I want to get off of him. Like, if there's, a, you know, a green pasture in, in sight for Markstrom, cool, get out of here, head on mm-hmm. out. I'm Yeah, I'm ready, to, I'm ready to dump him. I'm not sure what I can get for him yet. I'm hoping that maybe he can get a, a win tonight and maybe that will, that will settle it because mm-hmm. then he'll have – at that point, he'll have five out, five out of his last six. And if mm-hmm. he puts up a decent total tonight, uh, and may, hopefully, dear God, over 25 saves, let's see how many he has right now. He has 10 right now in the first, so right now we're on pace for 30. So mm-hmm. that would be that would be solid. Definitely going to make it more of a, a selling point. But I have the Jets as home dogs in that game. Somehow Calgary's Ooh. favored. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, the Jets have like five more wins than them. I, yeah, the Jets I, have been good this year. Yeah, they they have been. They've they've been uh, yeah. they've been uh, kind of a um, refreshing, uh, more offensive team this year. Typically, mm-hmm. they're they're all defense. All right, last guy up here we have Samuel Urson of the Philadelphia Flyers. Nick has been absolutely cashing in on this dude. He's got 18, 15, and eleven fantasy points his last three starts. Uh, what uh, what brought you on to Mister Urson here? And how many of these games did you actually start him? So I only used him yesterday okay. because I really needed to get a kind of a jump start on the week considering I was playing a really tough team. And mm-hmm. I was looking and I know there was the winter classic game, which was a good hockey game to watch, but couldn't mm-hmm. get any goaltending action mm-hmm. on that. And so he was like the only guy I could really get for a start. And I said, okay, you know, against Anaheim, I felt confident. Put came out, let in one goal on 29 shots, got the win against the Ducks, but blew the shutout with 20 seconds left in the game which was just great. 
But, uh, no, he is looking really solid, and it looks like he's going to get the majority of these starts here outside of the game against uh, that tough Carolina team. Made light work of uh, that California trip. And so definitely looking at uh, Urson to get some more starts. And an 8% roster, definitely someone that will be on the waiver wire for sure and definitely someone that could be a good streaming option as the season uh, goes along here. I'm with it. Uh, mm-hmm. Zero reasons not to, to pick them up right now. Uh, Arizona, Toronto, Buffalo, maybe not so ideal. We've been talking them up here a bit. And Washington, I think that at least three of those games are wins. I'm not sure how much longer his start streak is going to continue to roll on here, but he is definitely someone that you want to buy in on ahead of the rest of your league. Similar mm-hmm. to how I handled Charlie Lindgren, I've now gotten I think three or four starts out of him. So you know this can be a bigger thing before you know before you know it. So definitely get on this guy. And the team in general, they've, they've played well. They've won three out of their last five, and they've won three in a row. And Nick and I both like the upcoming schedule. So this is another situation. Go get them. Throw them on the roster. You keep them there until there's a big glaring reason not to. Just another stinking hot goalie to review. We've got Charlie Lindgren, Jake Ettinger. Uh, Skinner, Copley, Lukanen, Ranta, Markstrom, and Samuel Urson. Get on those guys before the rest of your league can. Uh, we are going to hit a quick word from the sponsors, pay some bills. We'll be right back after this. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways uh, to win, including live betting and same-game parlays. There are reduced juice, a reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games uh, all day long. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. And if you're ready to play, you can sign up today and receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. It's limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offers subject to change, terms, and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. At Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your best ball team. They also have a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN, at underdogfantasy.com, you can get a hundred dollar deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's underdog fantasy pr- promo code SGPN. All right, right on. And we are back going over the waiver wire. First up, Connor Sheary of the Washington Capitals. Uh, Capitals did inch it a little bit closer here. They are now down three to two to Buffalo currently. And Connor Sheary is a plus one with one shot on goal so far. Sherry's playing on the top line with Dylan Strom and Mr. Alexander, 800 of Vetchkin. Uh, team's playing really well right now, and Sherry's looking good. He's got one goal, six assists, is a plus nine in his last four games. Had two assists in the 9-2 to win over Montreal. Has Mr. Sherry done enough to get you on the roster, or get him on, on your roster, excuse me, Nick? Uh, yeah, he's de- for sure. I think he's definitely someone that's worth looking at right now especially with him being on that line one with Ovechkin and Strom. And I think he's going to get a lot more responsibility since this team is as beaten up as they are, which we've touched about before. Guys mm-hmm. like Nick Backstrom, Connor Brown, Tom Wilson, all out of lineup. And so Connor Sheary is moving up in that role, and he is filling it nicely. And he's been a pretty good playmaker for Alex Ovechkin. You know, two assists in the last game, 
assists before that. He's getting a lot of these assists here, setting up Ovechkin, which I think is perfect for what Ovechkin needs because, you know, hit that 894 or 895, sorry to be Gretzky, you need a good playmaker alongside you. And Connor Sheary has been that as of late. He is getting a little bit of uh, power play time, a small amount, on the second unit, centering it with Marcus Johansson and Sonny Milano. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I like him for sure and only 20% rostered. Uh, definitely someone I would want to get on for sure. He's a good he's a good ad option, but I don't think this is going to be someone that you're going to hold on to season long. Ride the wave until there's no waves left. Uh, 13.85 fantasy points per game across his last four. So this is a nice stretch, and it's a viable stretch. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I do believe that he's rosterable, but I don't think this, this is someone that you're going to keep on your roster all year long. So definitely a, a good streaky player, uh, but I'm going to hold off uh, on any long-term commitment for Shiri. This next guy, I, I think I think he's going to earn long-term consistency. Like I, I feel like he he's putting in the work now. The the minutes aren't there, but I think once they get him ramped up and he and he's really a hundred percent, we're going to be seeing a lot of them. So I want to get him on my roster. Kale Yarncroak, 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 Yarncroak. I like yarn crocs. That's fair. Crocs made of yarn. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Kale looking really good. Three goals, four assists in his last five games. He's a plus three on that stretch. I believe he had come back from injury, and mm. he's got eight goals on the season, eight assists. I'm not sure how many games he's played, though, but he's looking really mm. good, Nick. Uh, like I said, three goals, four assists in, in his last five games. He's playing alongside Tavares and Mitch Marner. Very, very good situation. But you know mm. what the best part is, Nick? What's the his best part in this? Roster utility. He's a center. Oh, yeah. He's mm. a left winger, and he's a right winger on Yahoo. That's some juicy, juicy return right there. Yeah, and it's funny right now because I have the whole Toronto first line, like I mentioned, and the guy I'm playing in fantasy right now has the whole Toronto second line. So mm. he's got Yarn Croak, Tavares, and Marner. But, yeah, since Yarn Croak's come in, he's filled this second line spot really well. And as long as his consistency stays on the uptick, then I definitely see him someone that could be a long-term hold because Toronto does struggle to have someone play that second line. I know a lot of guys have gone in and out. I know Engvall's tried there. I know Kerfoot and Camp even, I think, is playing the second line. But now Kelly Yarncroke is getting that spot, and he's doing really well with it. So as long as uh, he's doing well and he's uh, on the high point, I would definitely stay up there with him until he gives you a reason to dump him off for sure. And, uh, yeah, definitely someone that's worth uh, giving an ad to. I, I definitely want to get him on my roster. I actually had him on my team, and then I had to drop him because I was trying to chase points against you. <coughs> mm -hmm. I was like, "All right, well, let me, you know, mm -hmm. try to get some extra starts." I mean, where he lines up with the rest of my team, he's, you know, a bottom player for sure in mm -hmm. fantasy. But I was like, "Man, like, I like the stretch mm -hmm. I'm seeing. I like the roster utility. I want to get this guy. He's already gone. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody already mm -hmm. picked him back up again. So, mm -hmm. if he becomes available, he'll definitely be someone that I'm looking to to grab onto." Um, I like what I'm seeing. It's a good situation with with Toronto. He's playing along two great players in Tavares and Marner. So I want mm -hmm. I want to get in on, on that opportunity. Um, someone I think, like I said, will have long term relevancy. Um, you know, probably in another handful of games here. I, I, I think people are gonna um, you know see the light. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we have a pair of Los Angeles Kings players. First up, we've got Victor Arvidsson, who has two goals and six assists in his last six games. He's also a plus four on that stretch. Um, and then we also have Philip Deneau, who has nine points in his last seven games, um, playing right alongside Arvidsson, actually. It's him, 
Art Vinson and uh, Ayafalo on line two for the Kings. What, what say you between these two guys? Who would you prefer? Who would be the priority? Um, and do you not want either of them? Um, I would definitely take a look at one of them. I would probably, if I had to choose one, I think it would be Victor Arvidsson right now. While Denal is only a center, Arvidsson's a left and right wing, kind of like what you talked about before with Jan Croak. Roster utility is huge. He's mm. owned at a, le- a slightly less rate. Uh, Denal is at 32% roster, while Arvidsson's at 28% roster. And the one thing that I've talked about in the past before with Denal is he's on the penalty kill. And the penalty kill can uh, generally hurt guys plus minus because it's not going to help. You're not scoring a, so many shorthanded goals to where it's going to be, you know, profitable right. for fantasy. It's, it's so not an opportunity. It's a it's an obstacle for sure. Yeah, it's an obstacle for sure. Being on the penalty kill, and Arvidsson doesn't have to deal with that at all. And so I definitely like those small upside on him for sure because they are really even players. Uh, Arvidsson has 30 points on the year for 10 goals and 20 assists. Uh, Deneau has 29 for 12 goals and 17 assists. So really even. So at the end of the day, I got to go with uh, Arvidsson just because of the really small underlying factors that could kind of make the slightest difference in their play. Yeah, I think that Arvidsson is just going to be the guy that you would trust to put up more consistent production down the stretch. He has 10 goals mm-hmm. and 20 assists on the year. Deneau has 12 goals and 17 assists. It's not that far off by any means. It's only like a three-point difference. But I just feel like Ardvitson is the guy that is more of like a pulse scorer. Like he's not going to mm-hmm. run cold. I've I've added Philip Deneau many times in fantasy, and this is just another one of these stretches. Yeah, he's playing really well right now. They're both playing well together. But you know mm-hmm. what? They play on the same line, and Ardvinson is still what? He's a plus four in his last six games, while Deneau mm-hmm. is a plus zero in his last seven. So that penalty kill narrative definitely is is filling in in there. And then mm-hmm. you just um you just you just look at the scoring ability. I, I just think that Arvidsson mm-hmm. is a more natural scorer than Dano. Um, Dano has been kind of you know bounced around the league a little bit. I think he's in a good situation here, but he's just not someone that I think has like an like an immense upside, you know, mm-hmm. on the ice in fantasy in general. So I'm going to ride with Ar- Arvidsson here. And again, they've been playing on the same line. Dano has goals in three straight games. Like it's nothing mm-hmm. to kick away. You know, he, he's he's looking good. Um, he actually has what is it one two five five goals in his last five and six out of his last eight. So that's great, mm-hmm. but he has 12 goals on the season. So again, right. this is just one of these stretches. I expect him to start to run cold uh, this evening against Dallas, Boston, Vegas. Like I, I don't expect much production from him in those games. I'm, I'm going to be expecting something from Ardvinson. So it's pretty close for me. I'm going to lean Ardvinson as well. And you also pointed out the, the roster utility. That's just another you know check in, in, on his column for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's this next guy up? Stephen Stephen Noson? Is that, is that yes. did I get that right? Stefan Noson uh, in the Stephane. Carolina Hurricanes. He's putting up good numbers as of late, looking uh, pretty solid. Like this Carolina team, they're on a hot streak right now. And Noson seems like one of those guys is going along with it. But for me, he's someone I think I'm going to pass on. His ice time's not there. He's a fourth liner right now. While he is on the first power play unit with Aho and Svechnikov, ice time's not there for me. Definitely someone I think is worth streaming for a couple games, but it's not really someone that I would want to, you know, invest any major roster spots in. So yeah, definitely someone personally for me I would pass on just because the ice time's not there and I just don't see this, you know, consistency lasting forever that he's been on. It's very, very weird. 
He has <laughs> five goals in his last nine games and three assists mm-hmm. playing in the fourth line. I mean, I, me personally, I think the reason why the Hurricanes are playing so well, why they're mm-hmm. winning so much, is they have four lines strong. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who the other winger is on his line. It's uh, I know he has uh, Katiemi. At center. Yeah, Kat Kinyami and then Derek Stepan on the right. Derek Stepan. Okay, I got you. Like, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good fourth line in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your fourth line winger is scoring this many goals. Like, I I don't get it. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. He's playing on the power play as well. He has three power play points in this last uh, nine games here, but I don't know what it is. Like, and he's actually rostered at a pretty like decent rate, like plus five percent mm-hmm. in the last day, sixteen percent total. Like that's pretty good. The next guy up after him is owned less, and he's on a top line in the NHL. Right. Like it's really it's really weird. And I don't want to tell people like you know you don't want to get in on this because I feel like Nosen could be a player that moves up the lineup. Like mm-hmm. I I feel like this is something that we would want to get in on, but. It's risky. Like you, mm-hmm. you are exposing yourself to risk by putting him on the roster because he does in these last nine games, he hasn't played over 15 minutes. He hasn't played over 14 minutes, actually, in his mm-hmm. last in his last stretch. He had a game where he played less than nine minutes and still had an assist. And that's right. what's so intriguing about this. Like, but what if he gets to play more? Oh, you, you know what I mean? Like, right. what if he does get up to 15 or 16 minutes a night? Then then it's like, oh shit, like. I was here before the sunlight was here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's very interesting. So he is, he has got a big fat star at the top of my watch list. I don't know if I have enough, uh, if I'm brave enough, I should say to, to go mm-hmm. and pick him up. But I think that there's someone out there that is, or is just doing so bad that makes him viable. If you're in last place, there's no reason not to own him. Like, like, right. Like if you are really trying to climb mm-hmm. the, the standings, I, th- I think you buy him. But I think mm-hmm. if you're in a winning position, I, I think it might be kind of overkill. I, mean, I think it's kind of getting too cute if everything's going well for you. But yeah, he is a huge uh, candidate ad, in my opinion, if like all things are wrong with your fantasy hockey team right now. That means you're right. trying. That means you're mm-hmm. doing at least something, right? So yeah, I, I, it's very tough for me to, to say one way or the other, Adam or don't. Um, I think he should be at the top of your watch list. And if you are desperate, yeah, roster him up. Mm-hmm. Any final notes on him? Uh, no, not really. Just again, like you said, a really weird situation. Um, I would just tread lightly with him. I definitely would keep him at the top of the watch list and, um, yeah, just be careful because, you know, he could fall off at any time because again, he is getting not that much ice time, but however, on the other side of it, he's being, uh, really efficient with his ice time, getting a lot done when he is on the ice. Mm -hmm. So it's a really hard situation. So yeah, I would definitely agree with you. Keep him top of the watch list. I would be interested to see like his production per minute. He has 20 mm-hmm. points on the season and I'm mm-hmm. only reference and he's a plus five. I'm only referencing mm-hmm. this because I, I want to use this as like a comparison to the next guy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and by the way, he has 74 shots on net. The last two guys that we just talked about, Philip Deneau and Arvidsson, mm-hmm. they have 80 and 76, not very right. far off. Mm-hmm. They're playing almost mm-hmm. double the minutes. Some nights it's, it's, right. it's crazy. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. okay, maybe not double, but there was one night when he had eight minutes, yeah, there's there's definitely nights mm-hmm. where Arvidsson and Dano are playing like 16 to 18 minutes. But, mm-hmm. you know, when he's playing, yeah, 11, 12, 13, 13, 12, like, 
okay, no one's playing double that in a, mm-hmm. a forward position, but you know what I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. So again, he's got 20 points, eight goals, 12 assists. Michael Amadio of the Vegas Golden Knights has six goals, five assists, and he's playing on the top line and he's owned at a 12% roster rate. He plays many, many more minutes than Nosen, but Nosen is owned at a higher rate, which again, it just makes the Nosen situation even, even weirder. But I just wanted to give that as a, a quick comparison. Let's move over to Michael Amadio, who is looking really good. Yeah, he's got six goals and five assists on the season, but in his last seven games, he has nine of those 11 mm-hmm. points. He's absolutely on fire. This could be you know, the, the, the rise of something big here. He's got, what is it, five goals in his last six games, four mm-hmm. assists on that stretch. What say you with uh, with Mr. Amadio? He's playing along Stevenson and Stoner on the top line. Yeah, Buddy's kind of a unit right now. He's been on a really good run here so far on this seven-game point streak. Like you said, playing on that top line with Chandler Stevens and Mark Stone. I got him in my lineup last night against Colorado, and it was nice having that little combo with him and Stone. Worked out for me. Uh, Amadio got a goal. And Stone got the assist on it. But, yeah, it's crazy to me. This guy's only 12% rostered. And he's getting PP one time, and he's playing line one. And he's playing on a team like the Golden Knights, who are doing pretty pretty well for themselves this year. And, you know, with the absence of Jack Eichel, you know, guys have had to move around the lineup a lot. I know sometimes Stevenson has been seen, you know, playing the wing here and there. I know uh, William Carlson is usually playing on the third line. He's on the second line now. And so guys have had to step up, and Mike Amadio being one of them. So he is definitely, in my opinion, a must-add for sure because you're not going to find line one guys producing at this rate on the power play, um, playing on the power play for, at only 12% rostered. It's just crazy to me, and so I would definitely get on him for sure. Yeah, I, I would add him. Um, I mean, the the proof is in the pudding as far as like the season-long mm-hmm. production, but this is just another really good example. Get him on the bench until you know he gives you a reason to get him off. That's, that, that's mm-hmm. as simple as it is. Like Nick said, Line one, power play one. He's playing minutes. Like it's it's not mm-hmm. like he's getting on like the top line and then not being included in special teams. And mm-hmm. he's just playing very very well right now. On the in the last seven games, he's also a plus three. You know, for whatever mm-hmm. reference that is to folks. So he's doing the right things, and he definitely has er- the production that he's produced has earned uh, fantasy relevancy and roster ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a couple of guys left here, and then we're gonna head out. Been a good episode so far. Appreciate you guys riding with us. We've got Scott Lawton of the Philadelphia Flyers, 16% rostered. He's not someone that excites me, Nick, but the production has been there. 10 points in his last 11 games, six goals, four assists, and specifically in his last four games, he's been very, very good. He has six points in his last four, three goals, three assists, and he's a plus seven in that stretch in the last four. For reference, in the last 11, he's only plus uh, two. Yeah, I uh, I really I like Scott Lawton. I think he he's more of a tough guy on that Flyers team, more mm-hmm. of a middle six guy like that. And I think he plays really well to the style of play that John Tortorella likes his guys to play. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and so I think uh, he you know I don't see him being a long term hold, but I think he's someone that's worth a look at. You know, yeah, he's got Arizona on the fifth. I think he could be someone good to get in for that game. But outside of that, you got Toronto, Buffalo, who will be a hard matchup on the road, Washington. Mm-hmm. I just like that next matchup. But outside of that, not a lot of upside for me, really, with uh, Scott Lawton um, playing on the third line with Kevin Hayes and Wade Allison. That's a physical line and a half with Scott Lawton, the big six foot five, Kevin Hayes and Allison. 
So, um, yeah, I don't see that line creating much more offense down the stretch. And so definitely someone I would pass on for sure. But the 5th uh, of January against Arizona, definitely keep in mind. Yeah, if you're playing in, like, um, non-daily leagues, he's only got two mm. games this week. He's got the 5th and the 8th, which is not ideal. He did play yesterday, Monday, the 2nd. He had a goal in that game. He, was, mm-hmm. he had a goal. He was a plus one. Had four shots on net. Just not that exciting of an of a player. Like you said, more of a third-line checking center. I like the goals that I'm seeing, but I feel like it's kind of like a rah-rah moment for Lawton. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to pass uh, 14.27 fantasy points in his last four games and 8.1 in his last 11. There's mm-hmm. going to be these ebbs and flows. He's on, he's on a heater right now. I'm betting that he's going to get off the heater here pretty soon, probably in the mm-hmm. next couple of games. I'd say probably that, uh, that Buffalo game. So I, mm-hmm. I would probably take him these next couple of games, but after that, uh, not not as confident. Don't feel as good. Yeah. Like, like those next two matchups. On a different note here, I just got the buzzer on my phone that the Hawks are leading the Lightning. Oh, that's that's old news. Yeah, sorry. That happened a while ago. Seth Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. The, the Hawks are playing decent uh, defense right now in front of the home mm-hmm. crowd. They've only allowed two shots uh, through the first 10 minutes. So. Mm-hmm. I've yeah, got lightning a, money line, so <laughs> I've been fading well, the boys in red. <laughs> you t- took the minus, what was it, minus 385 I looked at it this morning? Yeah, but I put it in mm-hmm. something else. I took yeah. um, I took lightning, Winnipeg, and Ottawa, and oh, Ottawa's okay. looking good right now. And Winnipeg is still tied at the end of the first. Good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game against San Jose was just terrible. They just mm-hmm. blew that out of proportion, up 2 nothing, let up 5 straight. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. That's who we are right now. I'm waiting for uh, Kane to head on down the road. Yeah, ready for uh, Connor Bedard to walk in our locker room. I think that's. Golly, I hope so. I hope so, man. If we screw this mm-hmm. up, like I, goodness sakes. Have you seen what that I, kid's done at the World Juniors? He's oh yeah, putting up third numbers. Yeah, it's insane. That's the only homework we gave the uh, the boys over break. Is you know because we today was our first practice back, and you know we had to mm-hmm. shake off the rust. Mm-hmm. Um. If the goalies are listening, hey, I love you, boys, but they they look for the rustiest, you know, and mm-hmm. that that makes a lot of sense. The coach made a comment, like you know, like goalie goalie equipment, it's 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 heavy. <laughs> you don't wear it for a couple of weeks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you you, you kind of feel it. But we mm-hmm. got a couple of stud goalies, and uh, they weren't looking fit in practice today. But I know they're gonna I know they're gonna be game ready tomorrow. I know they're gonna be I know mm-hmm. they're gonna be ready. But yeah, you got you got to shake off that rust, man. You know, like yeah, right. It's it's brutal when you get down into those those bits. So that was all that we had the the, the boys do is just watch the the world juniors and mm-hmm. yeah there was a lot of Bedard talk today and uh, on the ice oh, in the I locker bet, room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you the one that got me the Shorzy jersey for Christmas? Uh no that that mm-hmm. wasn't me. But I per, I premiered the Shorzy jersey today in practice the blue, mm-hmm. blue blueberry bulldogs and the, the boys were mm-hmm. very pleased the boys were boys were oh, very boys happy. Were buzzing? Oh the boys were buzzing. Uh mm-hmm. one one player went as far to to call it very steezy. And then that's when I was like, oh, man, I'm old. I don't That sounds like a venereal disease that, you know, like you get, you know, in Europe. I don't know. Steezy. Well, yeah. yeah, that sounds like some sort of disease because I got the Letterkenny Irish one. And I know you got the Blueberry Bulldogs one. The Blueberry Bulldogs. It was it was, it was a nice addition uh, to the to the collection. So mm-hmm. the, the boys were very happy about that. Yeah. Uh, so JT yeah. Comfort. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So. Before JG Confer, uh, Lightning scored, yeah. Oh, they scored already. Yeah. Well, again, like the Hawks scored a while ago. 
Now they mm-hmm. have three shots on net and one goal. Now we're back to the Chicago way. Now we're back on the, now <laughs> we're back on the path to Bedard. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, so JT Confer looking pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. You know, Buddy's solid. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll knock off the shores he puns. Uh, <laughs> he has three goals in his last five games, three assists as well. Honestly, he's he's really hot and cold, but he plays a ton, Nick. Like, he plays over 20 minutes every night. I, I don't know how he's doing this. I want him. Like, I feel like when Nashushkin's 100%, Landis Gog is back, he's, I mean, that's that's a line right there. Confer, mm-hmm. Nashushkin, Landis Gog, boom. Like, I, I want this role. I want these minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just crazy to me looking at these minutes because you were talking about Nosen, and you're like, yeah, you know, not many forwards are going to double his minutes. Well, JT Comfort doing just that, playing, you know, 25 minutes a game. Like, what was it, this game against the Islanders? He got in almost 28 minutes as a forward. That's unheard of. You're talking a <clears throat> Kale McCarr type ice time there. But he's been doing all right with the ice time. But without the ice time, this guy is a real pass for me. But just because he is on the ice so much, I think that – more time he's on the ice, the more time he's going to be able to have to get something going. So I definitely think the stats will improve a little bit more for sure. Well, he is on a good run right now. I think it could become a better run if this ice time continues because he is on the second line with Newhook and Malgan. Not a lot of help on that line. However, he's on the first power play with Rantanen and Lekkanen with McKinnon and McCarr on the point. So I definitely think there's a lot of upside for him there. And, yeah, with this banged-up team, he's going to get a lot more minutes, a lot more look. We got Landeskog out. You got Nishushkin out. Rodriguez out. That's almost a whole line. Yeah, that's a whole line right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Right now, mm-hmm. the the yeah. group doesn't look good because he's playing with Newhook and um, is it Malgin? Yeah, Malgin. Yeah. So Rodriguez or Nishushkin, I would assume, would fill in on that line, or they would put Nishushkin up with line one with McKinnon and uh, Rontanen and move mm-hmm. uh, Arturi Lekkinen down, and that's still a better situation. If you had mm-hmm. Lekin and Rodriguez and Comfort, I'm not a new hook guy. We've talked about it on previous shows, but and I'm okay with that in Comfort. Like I said, I want mm-hmm. the minutes, I want the production. There's definitely a lot of upside if they, you know, make a move. Like if they were to somehow get into the Patrick Kane sweepstakes, mm-hmm. imagine Comfort and Kane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But there, there's something I, I want to point out here, and, th- and again, I, I know we're, we've already beaten the dead horse with uh, Stefan Nosen. But Mm -hmm. JT Confer, like we just said, he's playing about double the minutes. Look at the total shots on goal. Confer, not Mm -hmm. a shooter. He's got 67 shots on net. Look at all these Mm -hmm. minutes. Then you go back up to Neeson. He's got 74 shots on goal this season, playing half the time. That's not a knock on Confer. It's more of, again, Mm -hmm. just a note on Nosen, the amount of production that he's getting in in such a limited amount of time. Just just to give another comparison there. He's a solid option. So is Comfort, but just for different reasons. You're mm-hmm. looking at volume, a volume play um, in Comfort and a production play out of Nosen, right? So mm-hmm. there's no right way to play fantasy. There's there's only multiple right ways to play fantasy. So just something to keep in mind, you know, when gauging the waiver wire and kind of evaluating what your team is really in need of, whether it's points, whether it's you know just production if you're playing in a category leagues, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Any final notes on Comfort? 
Uh, no, nothing else on Comfort. Just, uh, yeah, if you are going to add him, just tread lightly because as these guys come back into the lineup, uh, you could see his role diminish and him fall down the lineup and other guys fill that those roles and get that ice time, which then those are, should be the guys that you pick up because guys like Nachushkin and Rodriguez, they could move up the lineup and take his spot, and they'll probably be available on the waiver wire because they've been out of the lineup. All right, right on, right on. Uh, that's all that we have for today's episode it was a long one and a good one. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, be sure to uh, smash the like button. Be sure to download the episode and be sure to give us a positive review. What do you got to share with the folks before we head out, bud? Yeah, on Twitter, face off with OZ. Uh, follow me and what I'm doing in the fancy hockey world, NHL world, and just t- go over there, talk hockey. And then Owen you Tigers hockey on Twitter. Follow me and what I'm doing in the college hockey world. This weekend, we travel up to the north side of Chicago, up to Evanston, to play the Northwestern Wildcats. And so that should be a fun oh. game. Been off for a few weeks, so glad to get back on the ice and play a good competitive hockey team and hopefully walk away with a couple Ws. You should tell your coach, or have you, I'm sure you've practiced, never mind. You've, you've practiced on the two-week break. Uh, no, we haven't had any team practices. We get we have a practice Thursday, and then we play Friday, Saturday. I would just tell the boys, boys, let's 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 just bag skate this first ten minutes. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, man. I'm t- we should have did it to our boys today. We we were all about you know let's get the passing and the shooting down. Mm-hmm. Get get those legs back, man. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've skated over the break. Like I've skated. Oh, I know you know. did, buddy. Yeah. I know you did. You you can't get yourself out of a rink. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, get 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 those legs moving. That was this was the only mm-hmm. practice this year where I was yelling at people to to actually skate. So mm-hmm. uh, you can pukers? find no 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 pukers no pukers. No pukers. All right, you can find me on Twitter at sgpnjb. Take care, be well, be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you. <laughs>